Let's go into your next patient. Sure. 76-year-old Caucasian gentleman presented in August 2013 with abdominal pain and some bloating that had been going on for almost a year prior to this and underwent a CT scan in the emergency department, which showed a six-centimeter mass in his abdomen and also a lesion right in the middle of his proximal left femur. Both lesions were biopsied and revealed plasmacytomas in both cases. So a subsequent workup included a serum-free light chain assay, which revealed an elevated IgA-lambda, a ratio kind of off the charts, greater than 100. Calcium and creatinine were normal. Patient only had a very mild anemia, hemoglobin 11.3, and mild thrombocytopenia with platelets of 140,000. Imaging showed diffuse lesions in the ribs bilaterally, including also his proximal left femur, the lumbar spine, and he was treated with zoledronic acid in the hospital, dexamethasone 20 milligrams PO weekly. And when I saw him on September 17th, I referred him for radiation to the left femur. He was having a significant amount of pain there. After two weeks of that, he came back feeling a bit better and placed him on dexamethasone plus bortezomib subcutaneously. But this gentleman also had some intolerance of steroids, as with the previous patient, with a lot of hyperglycemia and really severe, life-limiting lower extremity edema, and in fact developed a cellulitis kind of in the middle of that edema. He was also enrolled in a clinical trial that we have at our institution, which compares denosumab versus zoledronic acid. And he had, at the time that I wrote you my summary, Dr. Love, he had been having a difficult time clinically, but over the past couple of months, he has really come around and is actually doing quite well now. So any questions that you had for Mari about him? Yeah, I guess the question of the treatment of choice in a patient with poor performance status. This gentleman was sort of the quote-unquote 2.5 to 3 when I first met him, and I felt initially like I had pushed him kind of over the edge into a permanent 3 and maybe even towards a 4. Thankfully, he's pulled back from that edge. But what do you use for these patients who have a fairly poor performance status but also disease which is clearly symptomatic, as was his? So I think there's actually three, I think, key teaching words. First of all, he's one of the 5% of patients who presented walking in the door with extramedullary disease. He had an abdominal mass. This is not a lymphoma. This is a myeloma patient who showed up with an abdominal mass that was appropriately biopsied to prove it really was multiple myeloma. And patients who don't have, quote, the adhesion receptors that they're supposed to to keep those plasma cells in the bone marrow where they belong can have a very different biology. And of course, there's two ways to frame an argument about what should be the therapy for poor performance status. Well, why does he have a poor performance status? Well, if he has a poor performance status because he has enormous abdominal mass and he's got a destroyed femur, then aggressive therapy is justified because it's the only way you have to kill the cancer to pull him back. And so I don't think an inappropriate decision was made with regard to his management to, to try just because he was 76 to whiff a little bit of chemotherapy by to see if you could palliate, I think isn't going to get someone under control with a bulky abdominal retroperitoneal mass. I think one of the big questions that comes up in patients with extramedullary disease who is on bortezomib dex is that after nine cycles, is there a role for bortezomib maintenance? Because bortezomib is being looked at as a maintenance drug as well in bortezomib-thalidomide combinations. The Hovan looked at it in their PAD transplant trial, one dose every two weeks as maintenance, 
And an unanswerable question, I think, in this patient is, but is there a role in patients who have extramedullary disease or other adverse features to consider bortezomib maintenance? And of course, that's a discussion with the patient. Does he want to be done with therapy and have some time off? Or is he concerned about slipping back to where he was? He didn't have bad genetics that I remember looking at the metaphase or other adverse factors. But it's funky for a myeloma patient to present with a bulky retroperitoneal mass.